doing everybody this is the pause up podcast episode 41 we are coming off our 40th episode of the show and we have a good one for you all today of course i'm jay gibson alongside kevin barral jonathan mayer my friends and co-hosts and we have a uh, super awesome guest the man behind the camera as we've been advertising it is hunter dubois how the hell are you doing hunter Let's go. Hey, guys, first of all, thank you so much for having me on, man. Big fan of the Paza podcast, man. Watch a bunch of the episodes, man, especially when the football guys are on. And uh, yeah, man, super, uh, super happy to be here, man, and appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't get in front of the camera much, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. It, it's a unique change of pace, and we're happy to have you on, man. You've been covering FIU since since 2022, man. It's It's been a while, you know, uh, You've seen some amazing events here at FIU, and of course, you you've met a lot of amazing people. I know you have some awesome stories to share with us, and we can't be ex- and we are just getting ready for that. It's going to be good. But uh-huh. let's start uh, before your time at FIU, man. I I got to know when was the first time in your life that you can remember that you picked up a camera and ooh, uh, to follow ooh. up to, to follow that up. When did you first fall in love with sports photography? Like, what, yeah. what was the difference between that and that? Okay, man. No, you know, we're getting right into the deep end right away. I love it. I love it, man. No, nah, so yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people would expect this answer, but the first time I picked up a camera was actually 2020. 2020 wow. was the first time I picked up the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was late into the game. Um, I'll even, I can expand on it. So basically, I always loved sports, you know what I'm saying? Always loved uh, watching sports, following sports. Growing up, I kind of had a dream just like most people, just like you guys here probably, which is like, oh, I'd love to be a sports commentator, sports broadcaster. That was, you know, kind of my first dream. Um, When I went to UCF for my undergrad, kind of just floated through school for the years, man. Picked up side jobs here and there, working at restaurants, you know, different stuff, you know, manual labor stuff, man, just like student jobs. My senior year, I ended up – going to like a tabling event going into my senior year summer. And uh, it had a, I ran across the UCF athletic communications office. They were doing like an internship. Uh, they were in an internship fair offering an internship. I ended up signing up for that man. And uh, basically the dude who ran the athletic communications office back then was a dude named Dan Fursella. And uh, he answered to a dude named Scott Carr. Um, so basically that was my first time getting into the sports information side of things. That whole mm-hmm. year, my senior year at UCF, I didn't do any of the stuff I was doing now. I didn't do any photos, any video. All I did was like they, they set in, sent out like an Excel sheet in the beginning of the semester, and it was like all the games for the whole year, the schedules. I put my name on like every single game. So I worked every volleyball game, every basketball game, every baseball game, like every home event, every football game, just doing like stats and bios and stuff like that, all the SID stuff. Um, did that for a year, man. And uh, I definitely loved it. Um, I loved working with Dan. I, I, that was actually, that year was the year we went undefeated and, uh, won the national yeah. championship. You know what I'm saying? UCF Knights charge on baby, you know, Bama fans may have something to say about that, but that's okay. But, um, <laughs> 
Yeah, man, I did that for uh, that year. Uh, I ended up after that, like not really exactly knowing what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to stick with like sports and media. So I ended up getting a GA at Barry University, a graduate mm-hmm. assistantship. And Barry's like a small D2, North Miami. And uh, basically, man, the second year there, right before COVID hit, I picked up a camera that was on the shelf. And I was like, let's see what this thing can do. Started snapping some pictures. And then COVID hit. And we obviously all had downtime to kind of learn some new things and experience some new stuff. And that's when I really started getting into the, the camera thing and kind of hit the ground running with that for like two years. And then... Um, and then, yeah, last summer, Dan uh, gave me the call to come over here to FIU. We can talk about that more later, too. But yeah. uh, basically, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, 2020 was the first time I picked up a camera, believe it or not. So so you mentioned UCF. You're just like Scott Carr. You took your talents to South Beach, man. That's yep. uh, that, that's crazy ironic. But, yeah. you know, during your time at FIU, you, you get in some big projects, some big endeavors. Just as far as how you took photos, as, as far as you how you handled yeah. being around the athletics department, just being around players, coaches, et cetera, et cetera. What did you learn from your time there that you took with you to Barry and eventually to FIU? How, how did it progressively change over the span of, of, of three colleges? No, that's a great, great question. Um, you know, I think that first stop was the uh, – I didn't know sports information, athletic communications, any of this was even a thing before I started interning with them. Um, and I think that was the first time that it really showed me like what goes on in an athletic department, how many pieces are involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of just the, the role that you play working in an athletic department, for instance, like in my thing, like obviously, you know, I'm content branding, marketing type thing. Uh, and that's my, you know, that's one of my primary responsibilities, right? Spreading the brand, getting the brand out there. But another thing is kind of that, like, you know, the student athletes are kind of your customers and you're kind of customer service in a sense where, you know, you're trying to make their experience and, you know, their time at the institution the best it can be. And, you know, you're really also like kind of in charge of like capturing these kids' memories and their stories, you know. So that was kind of something that I learned there that took, you know, from that spot to Barry, where Barry, obviously, we didn't have as many people and we had like 15 teams and all those kids, you know, I kind of felt like just how I was at UCF at a smaller portion, like I felt responsible for like telling their stories, you know, 20, 30 years. I want these kids to look back and have memories that they could, you know, remember the rest of their time. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, you know, one thing I learned uh, is just kind of like that uh, dual nature of the job of when you work in college athletics. Um, and then the second thing is just, yeah, no, just, you know, how really the whole enchilada of like this business and how big it really is and how many different departments there are and how it's really so much goes on behind the scenes to make everything that you see happen. Um, so yeah, man, no, it's been, uh, it's been some years in the making now, man, but it's, uh, I've learned a lot from both of those journeys, even though it was only a UCF for a year, obviously, you know, that operation then, and when everything was happening, you know, a UCF, you know, I got there my first year, my, so let me backtrack, uh, backtrack a little bit more. I actually, my undergrad, I started out at FIU. Believe it or not, I went here oh. my first semesters. Yeah, Ooh, I went here my first awesome. two semesters. I liked it a lot, but I actually, you know, when I kind of started my college journey, I knew I wanted to go to UCF down the road. So once I did my first two semesters, got my grades up, I ended up transferring the, to there. Did my, uh, you know, my undergrad there. But once I was there my senior year and like everything was popping off, when I first got there my first year, man, it was, uh, it was, it, we went zero and twelve. You know what I'm saying? It was historic lows, right? Second year, we went six and six. Third year, we went that undefeated season. So, you know, kind of like being, you know, in that building block phase and seeing it start from down here to, you know, come up here. It, uh, 
it kind of showed me, you know, just like, you know, what it feels like to like see that happen right in front of your eyes, you know? And then, uh, you know, but now that I'm here at FIU and I've kind of been here for a couple of years now, I, I kind of sit here and wish, you know, maybe I would have finished my time there, but there's no looking back, you know, and uh, UCF was amazing. And, uh, and yeah, man, so I took, uh, took a little bit from every part of the journey. Yeah. I think it's time to talk a little bit about Barry. You spent some time there as well. And you were, you know, part of that tennis team that won a couple of championships there at the D2 level. Yep. Just, just talk about that experience being with the tennis team and then the relationships you've built with not only the team, but just the people at Barry. Yeah, no doubt about it. No, Barry was, uh, yeah, so we're in D2, like tennis powerhouse. Like every single year we're in the national title, winning the national title. Literally every single year I was there, we won the men's and the women's championship on both sides. So like kind of like getting a chance, like, you know, see, you know, what goes into like how a season builds up all the way to that final moment, conference championships. You go into the NCAA regional, you go into the national championship. Uh, just kind of being along for that journey, you know, taught me a lot and taught me like kind of how to pace the season and pace the story. So you're building up to that climactic moment. Um, but yeah, not working with those kids over there, man. They all, uh, that was kind of the first, you know, time that I was really like ingrained in the team and really like behind the scenes and really got to connect like to the athletes on like a, you know, I knew these guys knew all their backgrounds, knew all their stories, you know, knew their dreams where they wanted to go. And so that was, uh, it was kind of my first experience, like getting that behind the scenes or like now at FIU, I'm super obviously involved with the football team. And it's, you know, I bring that, you know, relationship building into this, uh, you know, the position I'm at now. But um, but yeah, no, man, there were some uh, some special years and uh, it was definitely fun to, uh, you know, cover those teams, man, and just see those memories that those kids are going to remember the rest of their life. You know what I'm saying? Like all the time, I, one of my favorite things is to like look through my Instagram feed and like see how many people have my profile, like a picture that I took as their profile picture. You know, it was like, when I was at Barry, it wasn't like I was at here where like we got so many different pieces, so many different people that take the pictures. Barry was kind of a one man show for a little bit. So I'm just looking and seeing, you know, all these tennis people. And I, so it's, 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 it's fun, man, for sure. And I, you alluded to earlier, you talked about Scott and Dan at UCF and what yeah. That flash forward in 2022, you, you have opportunity to go to FIU. Talk about that process of coming here to work with this yeah. program and kind of help build the brand um, starting last year. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, when me and Dan had, uh, me and Dan had kept a relationship. Like we got really close that year at UCF. I mean, I worked, like I said, I worked every single home game. Dan was the men's basketball and the football SID then. So he, uh, so we worked a lot hand in hand together. Back then, you know, it was just, I was really good at showing up and doing whatever I could, but it wasn't really much. I would stack the cooler with drinks. I'd run some scouts and some reporters. It wasn't anything, you know, super value adding, but every, at the same time, everybody, that's where I learned too, that everybody plays a role and even everybody's, you know, appreciative and it'll pay off eventually type thing. So after that, you know, Dan had tried to hire me a couple of times after that to come back to UCF, but I was super, you know, I loved Barry. I loved working there. And then once, uh, you know, that last summer came around or, you know, year and a half ago, rather the, uh, you know, I got the call from Dan, you know, I was at Barry and I kind of, I really loved what I was doing there, but it was four years in, I was kind of ready for some type of like, you know, fresh endeavor, you know, new challenge. And, uh, you know, he gave me the call, he, you know, he told me that, you know, he had left UCF down at FIU. And, you know, at first I was like, what? You're down at FIU? You know, let's go, man. We need to get a drink. We need to hang out, you know? And then he was like, yeah, but, you know, I want to I want to bring you on again, man. Like, let's, let's really do this thing this time. And I'm like, oh, you know, tell me about it. What's going on? So he kind of told me about the new positions, you know, that obviously, you know, Scott Carr came in, you know, 
Dan's position, which is, you know, senior associate AD brand advancement was one of, you know, Scott's like first things that, you know, first positions he made, which is obviously Scott, you know, knows all about branding, man. He knows how serious it is, how important it is. And, uh, you know, he's a super new age athletic director, man. So he, you know, you guys obviously see that from the outside in. Um, so then he also made these, you know, two additional social media positions, which is one that I ended up filling. And, um, and yeah, when Dan called me, you know, he had like kind of looked at my Instagram a little bit and saw that I was creating, but like I said, he, I'm sure he didn't know exactly what he was getting back then in terms of like what I could really do and what I could really bring, but he just knew that he was getting someone that would like show up, give it their all. And that really wanted to like make a name for themselves and like, you know, really, you know, put the grind in and really, you know, make something special. And yeah, man, the rest is kind of history, bro. We went, I came in six days before that first home game. Uh, and uh, we just hit the ground running from there. And uh, I haven't looked back and it's just been a super amazing journey and super, you know, fun ride this last year and a half. I honestly never, when I took that job, I wouldn't have guessed, you know, how much I've learned. And, you know, I, I knew, you know, we were going to go do great things, but, you know, everything that we've done, it's just to look back on now, it's, it's definitely been, it's definitely been a dope year and a half. No doubt about yeah. it. And we'll definitely talk about all that stuff. But take us through yeah. that first home game. You get there to FIU, as you mentioned, six days before. Just what were your first impressions of, you know, the team, the whole experience at FIU, a game day, you know, at, at FIU? Yeah, no, it's a great question. That's a great question, man. Uh, so, you know, when Dan called me about the opportunity, I was excited, right? But I definitely had to kind of do my little bit of research. Um, I followed FIU for some years now, ever since I was there as a student. And then I also, you know, I would work some games there statting on the side. And I kind of knew about the whole athletic department and the nature of things, you know. But once, you know, I kind of did some more research and I figured out, you know, Dan told me about Scott Carr, who I knew from UCF, that he had gotten the job. And I had heard that a little bit before, Dan, but I kind of started to connect those dots. Learned about Coach Mike McIntyre. And that's when I gave him the call back. And I was really, you know, I was ready to, you know, hop on board because I saw the direction. I saw, you know, that we were we are primed to take off, you know, in a, in a university that was, you know, it's kind of a sleeping giant type thing. And we were ready to kind of, you know, hit that spark and hit the ground running. Um, so nonetheless, six days before the first home game, man, it was crazy. I got there and, uh, you know, just walking up to coach Mac, like, Hey, I'm the new social media guy. Like, you know, I can't wait to tell you guys a story, you know, hit that first practice. And I remember my first day, six days before this first home game, we uh, basically they showed us the intro video. That's we had uh, we had hired out, we had outsourced, man, and uh, and basically the intro video was it was it was okay. But I knew that like since I was there and like Dan had just got me in there, that I wanted to come make a splash and like really do something dope. So that's when we went and recorded. And I don't know if you remember the whole Tyrese Chamber voiceover. Yeah, and we had walking into the stadium. So basically everything in that trailer or in that video except for the part if you go back and watch it like there's a part with some blue lights everything in that trailer 75 percent of it we shot in those six days we edited in those wow. six days we had wow. ready to go in those six days yeah no it was and that was like the first thing too you know where i really you know once i did that i hit the ground running i was like okay like this is a place i get like once we you know posted that video and we started to get some feedback from the fans and all that stuff i started to realize like how much the social media stuff could really you know do going forward for the brand because they it kind of was something that they really hadn't had here at this level you know so once we you know started to bring some of that sauce i could just tell that it was going to catch on quick and it was going to keep building over and over in time so yeah that was uh that was my first you know intro my first week man it was a fun one and uh and that season but i'll tell you what too that brian game what a first 
That was my first football game I ever shot, man. That was my, and I grew up playing my whole life football until I was in high school. And so for my first football game, it was that game where it felt like a movie, man. Like literally like come back, double overtime, two point conversion. It was crazy. It was literally like that. I, I won't forget that game the rest of my life. It was crazy. Would you now, say it was lights out? Lights out! Lights out! No, that clip is amazing. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm not going to. So when we, obviously, I'm guessing you guys could tell that that was a little bit staged. But when that happened and we told that idea to Coach Mack, like, hey, let's flick the lights. He was all for it, man. He was I love it. It works. It works. No, it's not. That's a good moment. It's legendary. So I got to know, Hunter, you, you do everything on game day. You get there early, yeah. pregame, you know, during in-game, post-game. And if we win all the cinematics, I want to know, what is your favorite part? of the game day aspect for football and, and getting to be part of, you know, a huge game day, which every football game is, is the biggest one each, each week. No, no. Yeah. I got you. That's a great question too. So I would say kind of like two part answer. I mean, my first thing, man, just about working on game days is like, honestly, like the team aspect, like that's the thing that I love the most. So this year we had, you know, Chris, so we got me, Christian, uh, Antoine's our new full-timer. He came in like third game of the year. We got Amber, who's our photographer. She's a student. Uh, Amber Hickson, Astro. Some people know her as. And then we also had Jaden Sheffield. He traveled with us to a lot of games. And we have a host of other interns, man. Really, you know, got a lot of bright kids, bright minds. But just that's the first thing I love is like kind of working with our team, putting people in the positions, planning out how we're going to do everything that day, how the content's going to get scheduled, how it's going to get pushed, who's going to get this angle, this photo at this time. Uh, so that's kind of like my first thing that I love doing is just kind of like being there that game day. We got our team, we got our squad. Like we're gonna we're gonna attack it just like our guys in the field are gonna attack it as a team, you know. But then the second thing, I mean, if I really gotta just hone in on like my best part of the game to shoot for me, it's definitely gotta be that like you know pregame ten minutes before we're about to run out of the tunnel. You know, Coach Mack gives a speech, which is always you know. Anybody that's seen our post, you know, the cinematics and they know the pregame speeches, man. Coach Mack knows how to give a banger pregame speech. Fire it up. And yeah. uh, sure. running out on that field, that captain's man, you know, you're getting that, you know, adrenaline rushing right before the game. Like, oh, man, this is, you know, every game's a big game at this point, you know. So, uh, no, man, it's uh, that's kind of like probably my favorite uh, part of the game in particular is that, uh, you know, kind of that uh, the moment before it all goes down. So, now for sure. Now I want to get some interesting stuff. Obviously, you talked about it, and obviously Dan's for is obviously going off to a new endeavor. And one thing thing that you know he prioritized is is growing the brand. And I want to know the strategy behind that. Obviously, FIU Athletics, which has come to be in the year, has grown. What are some things that you've learned from him and how, how to really grow a brand, especially with a school like FIU, which is obviously one of the biggest universities, but also learning how to find ways to really promote the name and the brand as well. Yeah, no doubt. No, I mean, that's a great question. And to give you the full answer, I could literally write, you know, a book that's pretty thick on everything that, you know, Dan has, uh, you know, kind of taught me and the, me and my team and everybody involved, you know, kind of in our department, man. Um, you know, just to start off, you know, there's a couple of things that me and Dan, I, I mean, there's so many different things that Dan showed us. You know, one thing that I definitely think that we share together is kind of the whole you know, you got a brand around, you know, the different characters in your program, the different players, you know, tell the, you know, every player's story, use that, you know, use our whole, you know, everybody in our team to our advantage type thing. And, you know, uh, just kind of tell these kids stories. And we know that if we connect and we tell these kids stories and the fans see them and are able to put, 
you know, their faces to a voice and a name that that's going to help us. Um, another thing is just kind of the whole getting the fans involved when it comes to game day timeline, when it comes to the game themes with the fan fits, when it comes to announcing the tailgating and how we're going to do that. There's just so many things like it's like a, you know, you've got a big recipe, you know, a big stew that you're cooking and there's so many things that goes into it to really get that perfect mix. You know, now, of course in Miami, you've got other things that, you know, play in a factor, you know, depending on what's going on on the weekend or if it's raining or, you know, there's different things that, you know, go into this, but it's our job to kind of build that perfect stew and, you know, let the rest of the story play itself out, you know? And, uh, and so, yeah, no, Dan, like I said, there's an whole encyclopedia that I could go into. You know, I think obviously a big thing for us has been the vice thing has been huge. Mm -hmm. Blazer has been something he touched on, but every single game, man, I mean, his ideas, whether it be the vice, whether it be, you know, every single game, we have a different uniform combo, every single home game, we have a different field design. Um, you know, there's so many little things. And like I said, there's just so many, uh, like when it comes into the build, this building, the brand thing, it is, it, there's so many ingredients that really go into it to get that, uh, perfect combination. And, uh, and yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, he's obviously, you know, Dan's, you know, on his way out now and it's going to be a huge, huge thing to replace him. He's been, since I got here, man, he was, he's been our leader, man. He's been the dude leading the charge, but I definitely, he's left us in a great position and he's done, you know, so much things that are going to stick with this university like vice, like so much of, you know, the people we have in place in our department and the direction we're going now that it's uh, you know, we're in, we're in a good, good position to keep the train on the tracks and just, you know, keep that, you know, crap moving up. Am I the only one that's kind of being mesmerized how Hunter's camera is tracking his face? Yeah, this you like is, that? You like yeah, that? so cool to look at, man. Uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you, Hunter, something you've had the pleasure of yeah. doing is traveling with the team and the crew to uh, the road games that uh, uh, FIU football goes to. So I just want to know, out of every uh, stadium, every fan base, every city that you've been to, that you've met, that you've gone to, which road game sticks out the most to you uh, Ooh, that you've been able to cover in these, in these two years? Yeah. Great question. I mean, Hey, I'll, first of all, I gotta say it's kind of cheating, but the, what happens in the game and how everything went definitely plays in part for the memory for oh, me. Fair sure. enough. That That's New better. Mexico state game last year, dude, is a moment I will never, ever, ever forget just because of like everything. First FBS went in so long yeah, a lot how those guys rallied around coach Mac and rallied around, you know, all those guys we got in our locker room and went out and got that W and like, yeah, that road trip. But if we're talking to straight up venue atmosphere, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we haven't went to a place that I've, uh, that hasn't been, you know, someplace awesome and exciting. Uh, I think obviously, you know, going to Arkansas this year, you know, when you're there and even though they weren't having a great season, when you're seeing 45, 50,000 fans stacked in there, like you go in there, you know, stadium, it looks like, Churchill Downs, so all these glass windows and stuff. Obviously, you know, the SEC venue is cool, you know, and the town in Arkansas was cool too. Uh, Middle Tennessee this year, you know, we were staying right next to Nashville, went over there, checked out Broadway, you know, awesome place. Um, but yeah, man, no, I think uh, there's been a lot of dope places. Arkansas would definitely stick out of my mind. UConn was cool this year, the rent, it was kind of cool to see that. Um, another place I'd say too that is the most like underrated like stadium I can think of is definitely over at UTEP. I got to say that the Sun Bowl, Sun Bowl. Up in the mountains is classic. It's just cool because like, honestly, you go there, it's up in the mountains. And obviously when we went there too, it was like, 
25 degrees with like 15 miles per hour winds, which not my forte. I'm born and raised in South Florida. So not what I'm, you know, loving, but you're up there in these mountains, like the tunnels that the fans go through and stuff. It looks like something out of like a star Wars movie, like pretty cool place. But, uh, I mean, I got to say, though, I got to love the cage, man. FIU, you know, palm trees, South Florida. Cool. Definitely everybody who comes to our place yeah, loves it better than their place. But, you know, uh, definitely, yeah, Arkansas, UTEP. Yeah, there's been uh, there's been a couple that have stuck out, but a lot of uh, some cool places on the road. But road trips are, yeah, man, that's one of the definite reasons I love this job. Just being on the team, you know, with the team and seeing, you know, what goes on, how they, you know, that brotherhood that they all have, that family atmosphere that we got as a team and, being around that and just seeing, you know, kind of, you know, these guys' lives on the road is, uh, you know, a part of the puzzle that I definitely like for sure. Yeah. So this is more of a clarification thing than any, yeah. than anything, because I've always wondered this, but what is your go-to camera at the moment for game day? And uh, again, another follow-up, but how much equipment have you gone through in these past two years at FIU? Yeah, no, great question. Great question here. So I can, uh, let me see, I'll untrack my facing for a second. So camera that I'm rocking right now, I don't know if you guys are really going to know all, you know, what this means, but this is Sony FX3. Uh, okay. So this is a Sony camera, uh, full frame, like brand new. This thing will run you like 3,900 bucks. Not cheap for sure. Uh, this one's my personal one. Uh, all my equipment, I honestly use my personal equipment. FIU, we, you know, we have some equipment that we, uh, our SIDs and our other creative people do use. Um, all my stuff though is mine just because I'm a super big camera nerd, super big like obsession with like, oh, if I'm going to capture this moment, I need it to be the best, best, best quality, yeah. you know, super, super nerd. So yeah, Sony FX3, I, I shoot all Sony gear. Anybody that knows me in like the creative world, they'll know that I'm a, I'm a big Sony fanboy and I'll try to trash Canon any chance I get, but all cameras <laughs> at these age, even your iPhone, man, are, uh, you can get good results on and uh and so yeah sony fx3 is the uh is the baby right now but uh but yeah no i mean game day though you might see it on my shoulder i'll have it man and i'll have like a whole thing everybody whenever they see it they're like man that thing's gotta be twenty thousand dollars but they don't realize that it's just this little camera with like a bunch of things added on top of it and stuff mm. but um but yeah man so uh yeah how heavy is all of that on on your shoulder not that heavy, not that heavy, probably like okay. 10 pounds, 10, 12 pounds. Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. once you're there the whole game running around with it and stuff like that, it definitely, you know, you'll want to take it down, put it down a little bit and, uh, you know, relax at some certain moments, but it's, uh, no, nah, it's nothing too crazy, man. Nothing too crazy. Kevin, is it time for a break? Yes. It's time for a news break. It's time go. for a pause up podcast news break a quick look at some of the uh, latest events going on at FIU Athletics and just FIU in general so let's just get right into it uh let's start off with FIU women's soccer this was announced uh earlier today but their head coach Jonathan Garber has signed an extension to stay with the team through the 2027 season shout out Kevin by the way I uh, he was the first one that uh I saw that that uh, post that's how I found out um this is following a very successful season in which the team went 8-6-4 and four and made it to the first round of the Conference USA Tournament. Garber has been the coach at FIU since 2021 and will look to build upon this season for the next few years to come. So moving on to men's basketball, where it was announced a few days ago that Arturo Dean, Pause Up podcast legend, was voted as the Conference USA Player of the Week. The sophomore guard has put up some ridiculous numbers across all phases of the game, 
But uh, what's really has people's eyes turning is his uh, statistics in steals. He's the national leader in steals per game. And in that uh, game against FGCU not that long ago, he had 10 steals, which is a program record. So congratulations to Roderick Teen and just keep swiping up those uh, basketballs, man. In football news, the Conference USA All-Conference first, second, and freshman teams have been uh, revealed. And there's a bunch of Panthers that we need to congratulate. So Jordan Garrard was the sole representative in the first team, while Dean Patterson, Donovan Manuel, and Chris Mitchell all made it to the second team. Now, uh, Kiwan Jenkins, Stephen Shannon, and Todrick Cruton represented FIU on the freshman team as well. So a lot of diversity there all over the first, second, and freshman team. So, again, congratulations to all the uh, the players on FIU football for that. And finally, I want to congratulate FIU Athletics in general as the uh, it was recently announced that the Panthers student-athletes matched the department's all-time high in NCAA graduation success rates of 91% for a second consecutive year, of course, continuing uh, – uh, quote, the Panthers' longstanding tradition of success in the classroom, not just on the field. End quote. So that was your very brief news break. So, Hunter, I, I think it's time we finally talk about this. The the elephant in the room, or the elephant with shades in the room, driving down Miami Beach. It's the Vice uniforms, man. They were, yeah. a, they were a massive part of this season beforehand, during, and even after. So just, you know... Take us through that process, man, of photographing and promoting that that initial trailer that yeah. that was everywhere. It was on TikTok. It was on uh, Sports Center. It was everywhere. What was that like, man? And all the stuff that came after regarding the Vice uniforms. Yeah, man. Where can I even start? Vice definitely, you know, is uh, you know sticks out as like one of my proudest accomplishments that we've done since we got here. I mean, it's you know, it obviously speaks for itself, like you said. The uh, I was first of all just super blessed with the opportunity that like just fell into my hands. Ricky Walterman, Ryan Webb, Johnson McIntyre, and Dan, you know, designed those uniforms. You know, obviously we kind of came up with the whole vice thing the year before and we started to kind of push it, but then they you know yeah. came with those uniforms and like they're they're just too fire, you know, they're too fire. So once I saw them, I was like, all right, we have got yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're doing great modeling it there, Jake. Um, yeah, yeah. But once I saw these things, man, I knew we had to, you know, come with the content that would match. Dude, no, you are killing the modeling. You should. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, uh, I knew that I had, you know, to come with some content that was going to match the moment, man, because I knew that once these things hit, you know, the web that they were going to get picked up for sure. Woo! Oh, Dean Patterson, baby, in the hurry, oh, right in front of the hurricane, man. But uh, but yeah, let me go back. So basically, uh, you know, they told me I learned back probably in like you know May, uh, April last year. Now probably a little before that. Probably like I think we started the design back in January, but then I got the finished design and stuff back in like April, May, and that's when we kind of went to town. Dan, like I said, he helped me incredibly when it came to like the strategy behind this rollout, how we were going to tease it, when we were going to announce it, helping me brainstorm the ideas and what we were going to do and, you know, how just everything was going to go. Me and him were just like locked in, you know, hand in hand, like making that thing happen. And I couldn't have been more blessed, you know, have him by my side. Uh, when it came to the, uh, the first shoot we did was CJ Christian. I don't know if you remember that. It was back in early summer. We actually just went out and just put a blue FIU jersey on. It was just like normal uniform. 
we went out on South Beach and we took a picture that was like yeah. silhouetted. And that was kind of like the first tease of the vice. Wow. Um, yep. So then that wasn't a vice uniform. That was just some random uniform or like blue, navy, all navy, you know, and he just, but we, I just edited it, made it blacked out. And then uh, we went with the, uh, you know, the next thing was the Dean Patterson video, obviously, that uh, everybody's seen that, you know, went super viral. For the, the boxes. Uh, for the boxes. What did you say? Remember the oh, boxes? yeah, we did a box. We did a tease too, taking a picture of the boxes when they arrived. Yeah. Johnny, there you go. You remember? I remember that. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, no, then, uh, so just to give some background on that shoot, um, we had the right around that time, I started working with a side client, uh, Mercy Luxury. They are a luxury car rental business in Miami. And uh, I knew they had a blur, blue Lamborghini in the fleet and kind of just the stars lined up where I was like, hey, guys, like we're shooting this uniform. I know this thing is going to go viral. We just dropped a field the year before and it went ESPN, all this stuff. I was like, guys, let us just borrow this Lamborghini. We'll give you guys a little social media shout out. You guys will get hella publicity off it. And we'll obviously it's going to be. It's going to go crazy. We have a blue Lamborghini. They were all for it, like right off the rip. Yeah, so that's how that happened, which is funny because everybody in the comments is like, FIU, written Lamborghini. Like, why are they wasting our student funds on this? And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, hey. Like, <laughs> that's incredible. I, I never would have guessed. The Lamborghini yeah, so was yeah, you. That was your cool. idea. Yeah, so that's – yeah, no. So it, it, it kind of it, – trust me, when you go into that first meeting and you're like – everybody's like, oh, vice ideas, and you're like, I want him to pull up in a blue Lamborghini and hop out. Everybody's like, everybody's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Blue Lamborghini. I bet buddy, but no, we got the blue Lamborghini. So, <laughs> we, uh, so yeah, man, no, we, uh, we got that, that night shooting that video. The funniest thing is like, you guys, everybody sees the finished product and they're like, Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 So we shot that when we shot that that night, we all showed up Miami Marine stadium right after sundown. Right. We start shooting the pictures within five minutes, like, you know, people are like coming up to us all over the place. You know what I'm saying? We ended up having to like rush through the shoot, get drive over to the next spot. People are coming up to us there. Like we're afraid people are like taking pictures, fans and stuff. It's going to get leaked. So that shoot was just super rushed, like super, like we were trying to like figure it out in the moment, make the most of it type things. You obviously, when you're out in public like that, you know, you're cooking with some hot fire, you know, you don't want it to get leaked yeah. beforehand or something like that. So that whole shoot, you know, obviously we planned everything ahead of time. We had the shots we wanted to get, you know, and everything. But everything was very bam, 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 you know, fast paced. We're nailing it out. You know, I'm hopping in the back of a car with my gimbal, you know, filming this Lamborghini, flying the drone, you know, all this stuff. And uh, but it came out awesome, man. I was super pleased with it. Uh, it did take a lot of editing. You know, we had to do a lot of like adding colors, blues and pinks into the image, really make that vice, you know, things stand out. Uh, we did that studio shoot with Dean too, with the pink backdrop. Uh, that was, uh, you know, kind of just another little idea to add in there. And then, uh, and then, yeah, man, with the release, that was like the first time kind of in my social media career. Like I honestly like kind of chalk a lot of like social media stuff up to like, you got to do all the right things, but then you also need a little bit of luck. Oh, looks like my camera was unplugged. Give me one second. We've lost Hunter. Uh -oh. You hear me? Yeah, yep. we hear you. Okay, there we go. We're here. This is my this is my MacBook camera now. I don't know why my other one went off. Here, let me see if I can plug it in, or I can do it at the next break. Nonetheless, so we were uh, I lost track of my point right there. My fault. Basically, when it came to the release, that was a lot of social media. I think is about doing the right things, putting yourselves in the right position to kind of like you know sometimes you might need a little bit of luck or a little bit of the moment. You know, a little bit something just takes off, goes viral type thing. 
but that was the first time where I knew like, oh my gosh, like if we do this the right way and we tease this and we set this up the right way and we say we're going to drop at 8 p.m. and we have Coach Mac, you know. Yeah. I remember that. I was going to mention that with the sunglasses yep. and, and, yep. and yep. laser. No. So we, all that stuff, we were like, you know, we need to do this because we need to like have people ready for it that night, all that stuff. That was the first time where I was like, I felt like I was playing with fire in my hands and to see like us drop it and then it just go the way it did. And even like last week, ESPN first slide, you know, on that post on Instagram last yes. week, it's like, man, like it's just, it's been, it's been a super dope ride with the vice man. And I was just, like I said, super blessed with the opportunity by these guys designing a dope uniform and Dan for steering me the whole time. And, uh, and yeah, man, so I can't wait to, you know, we'll see what happens, you know, we'll see what happens, but it would be nice to run it back again, maybe, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so interesting, by the way, that, you know, usually when a team, when any team, college or pro drops anticipated jerseys, they always get leaked, like weeks or sometimes months yeah. in advance. I did not really see this FIU vice. Nah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we uh, we did a good job of keeping it in the back of the equipment. Yeah, right. I told I told our equipment manager, Zach, when they came in, you know, please, bro, do not let any of the players see these, any of the assistant equipment, student people, don't let anybody see them, you know. So, um, yeah, they did a good job of keeping it under wraps, man. And we obviously – we're efficient with our shoot that night, and uh, and yeah, so we got lucky. Until what? Until what time were you guys up doing that shoot? Like I said, we were you know like bang 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 with it. So I think we met that night at about seven, and we were done by nine thirty. Yeah, it was wow. yeah real. Yeah. But uh, like I said, man, we really were cognizant of like the whole like you know we we didn't we didn't want anybody to take pictures in it to get spoiled, you know. So we were really just bang bang bang. And, uh, you know, the one air, the one space we shot, it was a Miami Marine stadium. And the next place was over at Brickle Bay drive, which is like a famous place in the TV show, Miami vice. It's like where, yeah. one of the, you know, it's like a scene's gone down there. And, um, and so, yeah. And then the coach Mac thing that was filmed, you know, roughly around the same time at uh, Crandon park. And that was kind of imitating another scene from the, uh, yeah. thing. and, uh, Coach Mac, man, I can't even say enough about working with that dude and how, you know, just lucky and blessed I am, you know, to have him be my first, you know, college football head coach. And, you know, hopefully my last, hopefully we run this thing up 10 years, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, man, no, it's, uh, it was it was awesome to work with him on that for sure. Who had the honor of driving the, the Lambo during the shoot? Yeah, so that's a good question. I, I wish I could lie and say Dean, you know, just got to whip it with the cleats on and everything. But uh, no, nah, so it was a dude named Robert Rushing. He's one of uh, the people I work with over at Mercy. And uh, that's actually his Lambo. He owns it and he works oh. in the company as well. And uh, he actually, believe it or not, just sold that Lamborghini, traded it in for a Ferrari. Red yeah, so if anybody wants to buy the Vice, uh, you know, City Lamborghini, you know. <laughs> going to be it's going to be on sale at a local car dealership here soon <laughs> so, so i want to get into the the biscayne blues because those kind of dropped a little bit later i mean right before mm -hmm. i believe the next game and they, yeah. they people are saying these may be, even look better than device uniforms so just take yeah. us through the, the take. process and <laughs> and just making that video because it was it was a little shorter video but it's still that you know it still definitely hit the point and you yeah, know, yeah, jersey, yeah you can make the case they're maybe better than vice yeah, no, no, no. So that was a that was a super fun little project too. Uh, like I said, you know, just to go back to like in sports when you work in like what I'm doing, where 
I'm primarily with football, but of course, you know, I, I work with all the teams and all the sports here at FIU, trying to help everybody, trying to provide value, at, you know, across the board, because we have so many amazing student athletes, coaches, and, you know, things going on here that obviously we want to elevate everybody, you know. Um, but with that being said, projects here are just, you know, you're, you're turning things around quick. Every week is a new thing and you're having to be efficient. It's not really like a, you get weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of, you know, to work on things. It's kind of like you shoot things some days and then that same week you got to turn it around type thing. So with the Biscayne Blue, that was a super quick shoot. Uh, when it comes to that uniform, you know, he had told me, Dan had told me, you know, before the season that we were going to get that in the sand pants, which are obviously dope. Um, I don't know. Basically, something with our uniform combos, too. All of our uniform combos, they're picked by the seniors on our team. Before the okay. season, there's like a little cool. ceremony they do where they have all the seniors pick the uniform combos for the year, right? So I won't even lie. The initial idea me and Dan had was like, all right, let's go baby blue and sand pants the first time we, you know, unveil them both. But the guys, they wanted to do all baby blue. We were cool with whatever they wanted to do. So we went with all baby blue. I was glad we did in hindsight because obviously that game was amazing. And the yeah. video slab, you know, everything, the social content, you know, got very good reaction. Yeah. So, you know, thankful for the seniors for making that executive decision on that uniform choice. But, uh, yeah, with that video, man, we went over to Brickle Key, which is uh, right there on the Biscayne Bay. And, uh, you know, I knew, uh, you know, Chris and Don. Obviously, Chris was just coming off of that main game where he set that big record. Donovan, obviously, was our defensive, you know, juggernaut captain, you know, going into the season and throughout the season. And then Deverick Daniels was coming off a couple of big games too. So I uh, I was like, you know, like, let's three, run it up. I knew Deverick was a senior as well. And I wanted – it's a big emphasis for me, you know, when it's somebody senior last year that I want to, you know, make sure that they're taken care of and they get their, you know, fair of the shine because that's their last ride ever, of course. Of course. Um, so, yeah, we hit that video, man, and it was uh, – used the baby uh, debop as the song. And, uh, yeah, man, no, it was uh, – it was a fun one. We had the fisheye lens, which is a super different look. You know, brain makes everybody look. We had them, like, dancing around. Honestly, too, when I was directing that video, like, the whole time, I'm like, yeah, like, do stuff, like, looking at each other and hanging up the phone. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, this looks ridiculous. And then, you know, once they see the finished product, they're like, all right, Hunter, I see what you're saying now, bro, you know. But, uh, but yeah, man, no, it was a fun uh, it was a fun video. And uh, Biscayne Blues, can't wait to see those again next year. Those are, you know, in our uniform, like, rotation now. You know, so uh, cool. yeah, this game blues will be back, and uh, yeah, excited for those. I was well, also, hang on. The, we, uh, I was also I a fan of the, the one for Liberty when you had the the blue and then the the dark pants. Those were really nice. Yeah, that was a combo initially. You know, I you know when they were picking that in the senior meeting, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, I don't know about that one. But once they <laughs> once we rocked it and Bracey did the uniform reveal, we rocked it on the field. It actually grew on me a lot, and I thought it was uh, yeah, very solid combo, very solid combo. Well, I, I, I just had one quick question because now that we've mentioned with Ice and Viscane Blues, well, there's only one more thing I really got to ask you, Hunter. Which one do you prefer? Oh, I thought they were, I thought you were asking. About, I, was, I thought another question was coming, man. I thought a Sunblazer-related question was coming. <laughs> but no, nah, dude. Out of the two, man, I think that it's a pretty close tie, man. The Viscane Blue is – first of all, the Vice definitely takes the cake because the Vice is just one-on-one, -on -one, you know what I'm saying? But I don't right. want to take anything away from the Biscayne Blue because it's like – it's clean, you know, it's icy. It's yeah, yeah. All the the like, too, the like I said, the vice is like 
bro, the vice is like one of one. Like no one team does it. Football. Like, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's in a it's in a class of its own. But yeah, okay. I don't wanna I don't know if I could say I prefer either, man. But yeah, the Biscaynes are uh are ICB yeah, now. They are I honestly going into this year, I knew we were gonna get some new uniforms, but the way that everything turned out, I couldn't I couldn't have been more blessed, man. They were Incredible. Fired. Yeah. You shot a lot of games this year, and you're, you're usually the, or the video guy. You're the one behind the cinematics. So just take us through which of those games was your favorite. Obviously, that Sam Houston yeah. game was, maybe takes the cake. The double overtime was a huge game, but there, there was a lot of big games this season for FIU. Yeah, man. No, a lot of big games. A lot of big games. Yeah, the cinematics, man, are uh, kind of one of those things, too, that are – you know, my we, we obviously only do the cinematics after we get a win, um, which, you know, obviously makes sense. And uh, and so, you you know, every weekend, man, it's going into like it's a planning process. And I'm shooting throughout the game with that mindset that I'm going to tell this story, no matter how the game's going too, because, you know, obviously we've had games where we went down in the beginning. We've came back and we've won them, you know. So you can't ever be in that mind. You, you know, you need to be making sure you're getting some other team scores and stuff, too, because that's part of the story of how the game's going. You know, I'm always – I'm always in that cinematic mode when I'm shooting, right? Like, okay, how is this going to get packaged? Because, you know, last year we were doing them Sunday night after the games we were doing them, so 24 hours after we were dropping it. And then this year we kind of made the decision to push that to Monday night, mainly from the factor of, like, we knew the extra time was going to be worth it in terms of, like, how much it would bring the quality up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'm always shooting with that cinematic mode in. And, uh, and this year – Man, dude, the, the the favorite one I had cooking up, like the, the one that I, I, I personally liked the video the best just because of the way it went flowing and building it. And also, too, I got to give a shout out to Antoine Robinson because he with the first cinematic main, he wasn't in yet. So I cooked that one by myself. The last three, we were in the office that whole entire Monday from 8 a.m. until when it got released, just me and him going back and forth. Like I would do 30 minutes. He would hop off for 30 minutes. I would, you know, so we were tag teaming it. And, uh, but the North Texas one for me is kind of probably my favorite. Yeah. The North Texas game, man, was just, I, I like games. So personally, like when I'm a photographer, videographer, my favorite time to shoot of the day, always sunset, like hour before. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was kind of a sunset game. Yeah. Yeah. So that game was like right as it was setting and it ended right at nighttime. So like, it was probably the best timing for me. Uh, but then, yeah, man, no, every game was, uh, was its own story this year, man. And even the ones we didn't come out on top of, man, there was, you know, there was moments in there too, where I, you know, win or loss, man, I love being with the team. I love being a part of their story. You know, I love capturing every moment, you know, and even, you know, when things don't go our way, I know down the line, man, that it's going to pay off and that things are, you know, tell the story now and everything for what it is now. And when you're on the top of that mountain down the road, you're just going to have all this stuff to look back on is, you know, what got you there type thing. So, uh, so yeah, man, no, it's, uh, game days are what I look forward to. This is what I live for, man. I am super sad that I'm not going to have one for a while now. I mean, I got basketball and baseball and, you know, all the spring sports that are coming up to keep me, uh, you know, a little bit entertained, you know, a little bit my my thirst a little bit quenched right now, of course, but definitely uh, I can't wait for those next football games. That's for sure. What was it like being in a, in an SEC school there? That was that was a fun game too, for the most part. They were in it until almost at the end. So just being yeah. there and shooting that, and just being able to maybe shoot history for FIU. Yeah, man. No, I mean, listen, it uh, all these games too, like I like you just said too, were like we were in it for a while there. Uh, 
every, college football, man, is such a sport that one or two or three plays can just completely change the course of a game. You know, so I almost I don't know if there's been a game except for maybe that Western Kentucky game last year where like I really felt like we were, you know, the first one, obviously, 730. So that I really felt like we were out of it at any point relatively close to the end. You know what I'm saying? So all those games have their moments where they're just a journey and you're enjoying it the whole time. And like, even that Arkansas, like it felt that whole game, like we were in it and like, we definitely, you know, it could have went our way type thing. Of course, there were some unfortunate plays like with the one was a fumble six, right. Where, uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, just some things that are just unfortunate, man, you know? Uh, But yeah, playing in that SEC environment was, yeah, it's SEC is, you know, is definitely what it's advertised to be in, especially because that was not even obviously a great season for them. And still to see the turnout and, you know, the way that things worked over there, it was uh, it was inspiring, you know, and I know, you know, that FIU we're keep we're going to keep building and building and building and building. And uh, and I can't wait for uh, literally I cannot wait for the day that we pack, you know, pack the cage to the brim, you know, because it's coming here soon for sure. And, uh, and yeah, man, I can't wait for it. And I will say too, with that, uh, with the SEC thing too, we went to the Arkansas basketball game the night before me, Dan, uh, Amber and Jaden, you know, just, just kind of, we, we fly in on Friday, play the game on Saturday. We fly home right after the game. Uh, but on Friday, you know, after we get in, we get all of our travel content out, we have everything done for the next day. You know, we get a chance to go out on the town, you know, get dinner, you know, and, you know, enjoy ourselves a little bit. And uh, we went to the basketball game that night and just to see the energy in there and the chance they got and all this stuff. Yeah, man, definitely, uh, definitely inspiring. And, uh, yeah, man, I just can't wait for us to keep, you know, headed in that direction, you know. The basketball games have been looking good thus far, at least. 100%. Last year, too, we had some great basketball games, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Miami is a very – everybody knows that Miami is a town that's – Super win loss based. I've been a Miami sports fan my whole entire life. And I, you know, and I'm proud to say that. And I love, I'm a Dolphins fan, Heat fan, grew up a Hurricanes fan, you know. And so I, uh, I know all about, you know, how Miami is and, you know, what it takes to really, you know, pack those crowds. But man, no, our basketball attendance and even, I mean, obviously, even our football attendance these past year and a half, everybody knows you know, how far it's come, you know, since we've, you know, coach Max got car and how, you know, when even you look at that Liberty game this year and you look at the crowd there, you know, that was, we're going to just keep building off that and keep building off that. Um, but yeah, the basketball crowds, man, have been impressive. That FAU game last year was crazy packed, you know? Uh, yeah, I know that was a tough one too. Hey, we were right there with them though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Let the Miami yeah, game, like Miami yeah, we'll, game. we'll get them this time, though. We'll get them this. this yeah, this yeah. yeah. Hey, my, hey, that Miami game too. We had a good, we had a good road crowd there. We probably had yeah, 200, 300 people there. You know, in FIU, your you know shirts and stuff. So that was um, yeah. So it was uh, it's we're gonna keep building. We're gonna keep building, man. And I can't wait to get there. That's kind of like tie a bow with this football season. Obviously, not what you know expected from a record wise, but talk a little about being able to work with this team and. Obviously, a lot of some you know record-setting players. You look at it, but what was it like being able to work closely with this football team, um, in twenty twenty-three? Yeah, man, no, just a blessing, man, just a blessing. You know, it was uh, it was a blessing that first year I came in, uh, and that first year when I came in, I obviously knew the challenges that everybody was going up against, from Scott Carr to me to Coach Matt. You know, like I knew, you know what. I knew all about FIU's past. I had done the research and, you know, I knew like obviously the two years coming in or the two years prior to, you know, coach Matt coming in, you know, we won one game in two years. And I think we were, was the year before that 
Yeah, so it was oh, it was the COVID year, right? And then it was one in eleven, right? One in sixteen. Yeah, so I knew you know the challenge that I was coming up against. And last year, man, you know, obviously we made some big steps in the right direction. You know, we we made some huge strides. And this year too, even with the record, like like I said, football is such a close game. I think you know if you play this year's team versus twenty twenty two, you play them ten times against each other. I'm very confident that this year's team wins nine out of ten of those. I think we took. You know, we, we got a lot more talent in. Our, a lot of our guys progress. You know, I, I see a ton of pro, you know progress in our program. And uh, and I can't wait to keep building on it. You know, obviously, we got Kiwan lights out in now. You know, he had a very, very, very solid freshman year here, starting as a true freshman, which is, you know, when you're going against high schoolers one year and you're going against grown men the next, man, it's a huge change. And he yeah. you know, obviously, yeah. you know, balled out and handled that super well. And, uh, and yeah, man, I mean, right now, uh, you know, just to go – talking about the project, you know, the, the future and stuff, you know, right now is kind of my Super Bowl, And what I mean by that is right now is official visit time of the season, right? We oh, got yeah. OVs, you know, like three weekends in a row. And that's what I say is my three Super Bowls, man, because that's my chance to kind of, you know, give these kids and these recruits that, you know, taste of the experience that they can have in FIU. That's what I talk about with the whole like dual, you know, you're providing value, but you're also customer service. It's the same thing with recruiting, man. You want to know how to talk to these people, talk to their families, get them excited, you know, get them to see, you know, what I see in the program, what Coach Max sees in the program. And uh, and so, yeah, man, no, I, uh, I'm i right in the thick of that right now. Uh, but just to wrap a bow on your question, John, like, yeah, no, it was just a blessing to cover this team this year, man. Obviously, there were some things towards the end of the year that we didn't go exactly how we wanted it, but that doesn't, you know, to me, like I still see so much progress that we've made this year, and I just can't wait to you know keep building on top of those building blocks, man. We've won eight games in two years now. We've won one game the two years before that. Yeah. You know, we're definitely just going to keep going up, man. And like I said, you know, obviously you look at our conference too. That's one thing I'll say is I think a lot of people went into this year, you know, in a national media scale, you know, kind of looking down on Conference USA and like yeah. you know, you're sitting. And I think it was eye-opening to a lot of people, the results, especially from the new members of the conference. I, you know, I got to yeah. give them a hats off to Liberty, New Mexico State, obviously. New Mexico State yeah. this year, too. I'll tell you what, like, I'm sure you could guess how disappointing that was for so many people, you know, especially players. Go, You know, you know, when you win that game the year prior and then you go and, it, and you don't get it, like, obviously, like, you, you want to get in your head mentally. But now you see how New Mexico State finished the year. And you see, you know, how they beat Auburn and like it's, uh, yeah. you know, even like that game doesn't look like what it felt like in the moment. You know what I'm saying? And it's just the whole, you know, our conference, man, it's uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I think next year is going to be another just super competitive year in Conference USA. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see our guys get after it, you know, especially once we see this new look team man. every year in college football. Now it's, uh, you know, it's obviously a totally different landscape and every year, you know, you're going to have a ton of turnover, no matter what school you are. So, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to, you know, this spring to roll around and for us to get a peek at that 2024 team, man, and start uh, yeah. telling stories. Should be fun. But I got an interesting question for you. Talk about yeah. you're the football guy, but we have all the other sports from you know, all the Olympic sports. And I want to know what's the, the process of like filming, you know, compared with football, whether it's baseball or at the pool yeah. for swimming and diving, basketball or tennis. What's it like being able to work with different sports and, and kind of making sure that they're able to get as much as they want, but also having creative ideas working 
with, you know, a different sport than, you know, the gridiron. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, no, no. I mean, Hey, I, uh, so remember when I was at Barry, we obviously didn't have football. So, you know, I started this little sports video, sports photo thing, not shooting football, even though like I grew up playing football my whole entire life. My dad played college football. I played at Missouri Western, um, to D2 school up in Missouri. And, uh, and, and I grew up playing football until my junior year of high school. So that was my whole life. That was what I loved. And, uh, when I got to Barry, when I was like, oh, we don't have football here. Or I knew obviously before I got that job, but I was like, eh, going into this, no football. What is this going to look like? But, uh, that's when I gained a different appreciation for a lot of sports. Um, you wouldn't have caught me dead before ever watching a tennis match, ever watching a golf term, ever doing any of that stuff. And once I really got, or actually golf, I take back. I used to love watching majors too, but you know, it's just, they were my favorite sports. But, uh, once I really got the, you know, experience of like shooting them and really understanding the, the biggest thing with all this photo video game man, or f- video thing, man, is like, we all have these like photo, you know, creative skills, but everybody's got their niche, right? Whether it's like working in cars, working in sports, working in fashion, and the way that you get better at those things is just being in those situations more and taking those repetitions more and being in more, you know, baseball games and experiencing those moments of who I got to capture and what moment, like, oh, a pitcher, he's got a perfect game. Let me make sure he gets that strikeout, you know, type thing like that. It's just about that repetition. So, no, I love working with other sports. I got to tell you that my probably the best sport I am at shooting is tennis. I feel like I could hop on any tennis court, man, and just, oh, yeah. you know, rock it up just because of that Barry experience. Like, you know, when you shoot, a hundred plus matches, you know, in three or four or, you know, two or three years it, uh, you know, you get that reps for it. So football, like I said, I've only got like 20 or so games under my belt. So I'm still, every time I'm out there, I'm getting more and more comfortable and I'm learning more and more, but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, anytime I get the opportunity to go out and film those other sports, I, uh, I love it. And, you know, of course, you know, with the student crew that I oversee and, uh, and also just that my creative, you know, coworkers, Christian, Antoine, John Mayer now over in the SID office, you know, we, uh, I like, I like also though, the more that they work with these other sports and the more that they learn, the more that they learn about how to learn, if that makes any sense, you know, get that experience of like trying something new and adapting to it, the better you're going to be in this creative thing. Cause then any different, you know, once you say these kids get out of school or they go to their next university and anybody's like, oh, do you know how to film this? Or you know how to do this? They can look back. And, oh, yeah, I did that a couple times here, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, so yeah, man, no, I love uh, I love filming all different types of sports, man. There's not honestly a uh, – there's not there's honestly none of them that I'm not – that I don't love to shoot out of. All the ones we got, we got some uh, we got some great ones, bro. I'll tell you what, one that I had difficulty with at Barry, it was rowing. I, it kind of took me some reps to get there, man, because you got to uh, – yeah, you got it. That was mainly drone. That's what I'll say. You fly the drone around them, you can get some cool stuff. But uh, yeah, I like being close to the action, man. You know, right there on the sideline, baseline, you know. So, you know, Hunter, I also miss FIU football already. I miss it a lot. And Kevin, Johnny, I, I know you guys feel the same, man. So, you know what? Yeah. Let, 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 let's do something in the spirit of FIU football, man. We yeah. usually do this for our positive previews, but it's a special occasion. Let's take a quick look at the at the uh, Conference USA and the bowl games that they're going to be in, and make some predictions for Ooh. what we Ooh. think <laughs> is going to happen, man. So let's kick it off with none other than the uh, New Orleans Bowl that's going to be on December sixteenth. That is Jacksonville State against the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns at two fifteen p.m. Who do we all got? Uh, I'll start us off, man. I am going to go Jacksonville State. 
the fact that they were shut out of even getting to a bowl game for most of the season is a crime. And thank God it it all worked out that they finally got in. But uh, I have seen Louisiana Tech film. They are a great school. But Jacksonville State has an offense that is tough as nails to take down, man. Go in the Gamecocks. What say you, Hunter? I'm going to sound, I'm going to give away all my answers for Auburn right now. I'm going to CUSA across the board, but I will go with this first one. Yeah, I'm taking Jack State, man. Jack State, uh, team definitely that shocked a lot of people this year, just because people I don't think knew really what, how that they were preparing for this transition and how, you know, Rich Rod's obviously a legendary coach. And uh, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'll take Jack State in this one for sure, man, for sure. Kevin? Give me Jack State. Give me Jack State. What, what they've done this season is, is is incredible. Running that two-quarterback system. They've got their running back, too. I mean, they've done it, man. And, and you know, that's something I would love to see FIU do a little more. Look at what Jack State did, and, you know, th- that's definitely something FIU should consider. I know we spoke about it a couple episodes ago, and it, it's really fun. It's a fun system. I, I'm very surprised. I'm very interested to see what they'll do next year, but given that, obviously, they don't have Zion Webb. He was, I believe, a sixth year or seventh year, and he's gone. gone. So yeah. I'm very interested to see what they do on that end. But Jack Statement, they're such a fun team to watch, and their defense is one of the best in the conference, one of the best out there probably amongst all these yeah. bowl games. So it's, it's going to be a fun game, man. Give me Jack State. Johnny? I'll, I'll take Jack State. I'm very hey. deserving enough to make the bowl game. Obviously, I know with NCAA, you know, with the rules, you, you know, they have you, you can't in your first two years, but – uh, for them to be able to win their first year, very deserving to go to bowl game. And uh, I think they'll, they'll get a bowl win um, against the, the Raging Cajuns. There we go. Moving on. It's it's a Jacksonville sweep. We love to see it, man. Moving on. We have the New Mexico Bowl, conveniently, with the New Mexico State Aggies, as they essentially host the Fresno State Bulldogs. That's also on December 16th. That's going to be at 5.45 p.m. So let's make our predictions. I'll, again, I'll start us off. I think it's going to be a close game. Fresno State's a sneaky good team, man. But uh, from what we from what we see with Pavia and this and this squad that uh, New Mexico State has, granted they did not win the conference USA championship, but geez, they still put up some amazing numbers in a loss, man. Th- those numbers that they put up w- would win the most of the games in the regular season. So uh, assuming Pavia plays, because he, he he did exit that game with an injury. Hopefully he's going to be back in, to play this game. If he does, you know, I'm taking New Mexico State. Hunter, you said you're taking New Mexico State. How will they beat Fresno State? Uh, we're going to go uh, Diego Pavia at 98-yard touchdown, walk off, just time expiring. Yeah, crazy. You've never yeah. seen it before. Yeah, he's going to truck stick eight defenders score. There we go. Kevin, like Johnny, to- is this the New Mexico State sweep? Aggies all the way. I will take the Aggies, but we'll see if Pavi even plays. And Fresno State does not have their head coach. He retired, so. Right. Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, They adjust. Moving on now, this is an interesting bowl game, first off. It is the famous Toaster Bowl. Uh, Don't let the name fool you. This is the Bahamas Bowl. This is what the Bahamas Bowl has become for this season because they had to move it out. It's in Charlotte now. But in any event, it's – Western Kentucky, another damn good school in Conference USA, taking on the Old Dominion Monarchs. I believe one of the Conference USA teams played Old Dominion this season. I can't remember if it, it was, was Liberty. Liberty. It Liberty. was Liberty. Okay. Liberty played a bunch of wacky teams on their way to uh, an undefeated season. Going to Western Kentucky, and they're winning big. I'm not really – I just – I'm not vibing with Old Dominion and Western Kentucky, man. They, I still think they have one of the best pure, pure passers in Conference USA, and uh, their offense is – 
again, unstoppable. Take the Hilltoppers. Hunter, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. No, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Yeah, honestly, Western Kentucky, I, I honestly thought uh, most like, like most people uh, going into this year was going to be, you know, kind of the team to beat in uh, Conference USA. Obviously, things didn't shake out that way. Um, but, yeah, no, I'll take uh, I'll take the Hilltoppers, baby, that ugly red mascot. Woohoo, <laughs> Kevin? <laughs> Yeah, give me the Hilltoppers. Austin Reed, what he's done there is, is incredible. You know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in Conference USA, and we'll talk about the other one of the other best quarterbacks in CUSA in a bit. But yeah, I mean, give me the Hilltoppers big. I mean, Old Dominion, I believe they were six and six, and they had a couple guys enter the portal. So yeah. Johnny? Hilltoppers. Uh, I want to see Austin Reed go out on a on a high note. So okay. yeah, this, this is his last game. Year. This is his last game. Yeah. yeah. Bro, honestly, the fact that he's uh, – bro, him staying there this year was very uncharacteristic in today's – He was – he went in the portal and then he came down. Yeah, I, I like – it's shocking a little bit, to be honest. But Okay, so, so far, we've all picked the exact same teams. I wonder if that's about to change as we get into the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, one of the biggest uh, bowl games there is, uh, a New Year's Six bowl game. Between the Oregon Ducks and the Liberty Frame Frames Flames, that is at 1 p.m. Oh, wow, what a matchup! The fact that a Conference USA team is that Liberty's repping CUSA in a New Year Six Bowl is wild. Granted, they deserve it. They went undefeated. They won their CUSA game uh, convincingly, man. So I'll start us off. I'm not taking a conference USA team. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I have to take the Oregon Ducks, man. Bo Nix and that offense is crazy. But you know what? I will say this. Who wants this game more? I think it's absolutely Liberty who wants to win this more than the Oregon Ducks. The Oregon Ducks, they wanted to go, go compete in the college football championship. They did not. They lost to Washington, so that's why they're here. Still, uh, they're, they have a high-powered offense. They have one of the best defenses in the nation. Granted, they kind of struggled against Washington twice now, but still. Um and then you look at strength of schedule. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I got to take the Oregon Ducks. But Hunter, how is Liberty going to defeat Oregon? I feel you for that pick too, Jake. I mean, obviously Oregon's you know tough. They are definitely tough. And uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's a conference USA team. But the uh, for yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to take Liberty. I'm going to take Liberty because I'm a homer. Conference USA. I got to just root for them. I got to. I feel okay. like it's nearly a contractual obligation for me. You know. Uh, but no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, on a real note, though, man, uh, just kind of a sidetrack, too. Yeah, just what a W for Conference USA to get that spot. Five. W. And mainly kind of just big transient W to us because going into this year, I don't think any Conference USA coach could, like, look at their team and be like, we're we everybody wants to say that their expectations to win every game and like go to the national title but i don't think any conference usa coach was actually saying to their people like hey we're gonna go to the national title they were saying we're gonna win all of our games we're gonna win a conference championship we're gonna go to a new year's six bowl next year now that completely changes that completely right changes, which is amazing which is amazing and of course i think you gotta go undefeated because I think there's always going to be a group of five team that's going to be right there. Maybe not undefeated, but at least 12 and one type thing. I don't know. It'd be, we'll see how it plays out. But in terms of like what it means, them getting the spot for what it means next year is just unreal big. Um, But yeah, I'm taking Liberty. Kevin. Uh, give me Liberty, man. It's going to be a very 
game nonetheless. Bo Nix is actually playing in the game. I'm very surprised, but it's you know, I guess it's good for his draft stock. But yeah, give me Liberty. This is a very good football team. They they're, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. It's gonna be they're probably gonna one of the better bowl games we'll watch this weekend, but this upcoming, you know, on their day, but it's gonna be such a fun game. Liberty, you, you can make the case they should be a power five team with how good they've they've played. But yeah, as Hunter said, this conference USA as a whole in every aspect of you know, in every sport, it's going to be a very fun conference for years to come. You're adding Kennesaw State next year, and then you have Delaware. So you're adding two more teams that, you know, Kennesaw State for basketball. They were in the NCAA tournament not too long ago. And Delaware has always been a very good athletics program. And so should be fun. And it should be very fun, not only now Conference USA, but the future of it as well. Hopefully we get a couple more teams. That wouldn't hurt. Amen. Johnny, who are you taking? Yes, I'm contractually obligated to say Liberty. Of course they're taking the flames, man. Eden Salter is really good. Well, shoot. I'm the only one that didn't take Liberty. Now I kind of feel bad. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's all good, bro. It's all good, bro. They're not, they're not the Panthers. So, Right. Oh, of course not. Man. All right. Let's get to some fun rapid-fire questions to start to close off the show here. You photographed a bunch of players, Hunter. Who has been your favorite player to photograph? <laughs> that's, that's oh, that's you just gave me such a hard question that I got. If I got to be honest, man. Uh, take your time. Take your time. Give yeah, a deep yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be rapid fire, though, so I'm supposed to just go bam, you know? Um, uh, listen, there's been a lot, you know, first of all. I will say someone that I've had a special relationship with these past uh, year and a half since I got here. Has definitely been Chris Mitchell, man. I've had a special relationship with Chris Mitchell, um, and I've took a lot of photos of him. So definitely going to miss him. Um, you know, rooting him all the best going forward for sure. Uh, but that's one person. Uh, I love lights too, man. Lights is super. I, I like people, honestly, that eat up the camera and just love it, you know. And he yeah. is definitely one of those dudes who, like, always in the back of his head, he knows it's there. And he's like, you know, he's just always ready to have a good time. So, uh, so I'd probably say, you know, one of those two uh, is, is one of my favorites. Uh, for as much as you've covered tennis, are you good at tennis? What do you say you're a good tennis player? Absolutely horrible. I would literally not. Like, my girlfriend plays, uh, like, twice a week. So if I stepped out on the court with her, that'd probably be the one thing that she can beat me <laughs> in athletically. So, uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I got to know. I know you work with the cars, Mercy Luxury. What's, uh, what's your favorite car? Oof, great question, dude. Like – realistic favorite car or like just out there favorite car? out there favorite car is definitely just like just some dope ferrari you know what i'm saying some like a realistic, realistic. Yeah, but realistically man i uh i love corvettes man as corny mm. as it is like the new model to the mid-engine c8s i think they are uh i think they're pretty sweet man to video though it uh yeah just definitely one of those luxury cars man it's uh like those lambos i shot a lamborghini today actually believe it or not one of they uh we pulled it up and shot some photos right outside my apartment in edgewater so yeah there you go so um, I, I know you've you've now had uh, a couple years to go all around this campus, man. What's your favorite spot to hang to hang out on a campus? Either just hang out with friends, get some work done, or or, or to grab a bite to eat, man. Just w where do you go? Yeah, I mean the corny cop out answer is going to be the balcony in my office. I work in the football stadium uh, up in the suites, one of the suites we occupy, and so uh, whenever I need a little bit of R and R, I just step right outside and look at the sunset as the over the field. But secondary answer, yeah, I know, I know, I, dude, I'm so locked into work, so that's my only time I get out. But uh, nah, secondary answer. First of all, FIU beautiful campus. I love it. Uh, oh, yeah. when I went to UCF, I love that campus too. But I. 
I, I love FIU's campus, man. It is, uh, it's just beautiful. And uh, if I had to give a place that I go to occasionally to work, um, probably would just have to be outside the library towards the fountain. You know what I'm saying? Towards like the big lake, the big lake with the fountain. Okay, in the yeah. Uh, well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. So probably over there. What about your favorite place to – what's your favorite dining spot, though? Oh, favorite dining spot on campus? Uh, man. Like, I'm really boring, and I'm just going to say Chick-fil-A because I'm addicted. You know, like, at least – At least three times a week, just got to rip a Chick-fil-A run. You know, no doubt about it. Tropical right, smoothie, though, too. I can do next to tropical smoothies. Tropical smoothies bangs as well, for sure. It's close, too. It's not too far, either. Yeah. Or walk right there, man. I, I just tell Mayor, hey, Mayor, man, you're in the SID office. You, you did that before. Girl. You've done that before. You've done that before. I've actually, actually, 100%, 100%, 100%. Oh, my gosh. Hunter, there's, you know, you're for basketball, for football. You, you've been on the sidelines. Have you ever, you know, you've had your moments where the players come at you. What's, like, the one that stands out to you where either they crashed into you or just, like, one of those crazy stories just filming there? Yeah, man. Oh, I think, well, there's definitely two stick out to me. One is there's a, I, I'm sure you guys have seen it and you're going to remember it. I have a reel on my page of Jalen Bracey. He doesn't get a catch, but he ball gets defended like right in front of me, like the Chris Mitchell catch, you know, like where it's right there in front of me. And I literally jump over him, bro, like in slow-mo. So that was one. Uh, yeah, it's on my, it's deep down in my Instagram page. And then the uh, the next one would just be – there was a moment last year where I'm, like, in the back of the end zone by the field goal post. We're in the red zone on, like, the five-yard line. Grayson, like, tries to fit a slant in and, like, a rocket, too. Okay. Goes right, 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 right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Here we go. So, yeah, so this is the angle from the camera, and then this is the angle from my boy right here. Uh, oh, shit. And then I help my boy out, crazy. That's my dog. I'm with hey, you. let's go. So, uh, yeah, that's one moment. Then the second one, Garrett Grayson throws a slant, bullet over the middle, goes – I don't know if it's through his hands or something, but basically it's coming right for my face, and I see it through the camera, and I literally just go like this, flies by me. I look to the left, and, like, all these cheerleaders are like, oh, my God, you just do that? I'm like, I'm freaking John Wick, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's second moment. I got a good question. I heard a source. Is it true you have a music background? I, I that's what I've been hearing, rumbling. Yeah, man. I used to uh, back in the day. I used to I used to produce some music, man. Maybe mm. used to drop some raps here and there. You know what I'm saying? But I uh, I actually kind of give that a little bit of influence on my style when it comes to video. Um, so like when it comes to the creative stuff, like when I make a video. 85 to 90 percent of the time i'm starting with the music and i'm building the video around the music you know what i'm saying to the tempo of the music and stuff so when it comes to like hearing the tempos and the production and stuff like that yeah i definitely would say that that uh that influenced me yeah for sure all right hunter you've been an amazing guest on the show man Appreciate let's start wrapping up here we always like to do this with our guests it's no different not an athlete but we still have to do this man the floor is now yours man if you have any advice that you could give to young and aspiring photographers, journalists in, in the world of, of sports, man, just, if you have any advice you'd like to share to help. Oh, you put me main. Yeah. Now I feel, I feel like I'm recording like a message to myself in the past. I'm going to just drop in like a time machine, you know, listen, 
no, nah, man. I mean, it would be to any like young person in this field, which is just, just like I said with UCF, how like that Excel sheet dropped that I put my name on every single game and I showed up every single game and I was reliable. Man, being that in this young creative space is just going to pay you forward, man. The more you show up and the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. The more reps you do, the better you're going to get, man. So it's just really all about, uh, you know, trying to provide the most value you can and just being consistent and uh, it's going to end up your way. So there you go. All right. Hunter. This has been awesome. This was a fantastic episode, man. You've been yeah, a lot yeah, of no, Like I said, been a fan of the pod for a minute when te Kevin texted me and asked me to come on. I was really honored, man. And I, uh, like I, I haven't said this yet, but just want to say too, like you guys have no idea what this does. You know what I'm saying? In terms of just putting our stories out there and our app stories out there and having that outlet, man. And, you know, it's it's massive, dude. We appreciate it a lot. A lot of us pay attention to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I just hope you guys keep grinding into the future and that this – I hope this podcast stays alive for, you know, as long as I'm here at FIU, which is hopefully a long time. So Hopefully a long time. And we'll keep going. And we have we still have some awesome – Guests lined up for the future. A lot of guests we want to get on the show. Yeah, we got to get Kiwan. You were one of them. You were one of them. We talked about it before the episode. We got to get Kiwan on here soon. We will. Lights out on on the pause. Y'all will love him. That will be a great one, man. I can I can already think of that moment in the show where he says something that I can that where lights out says something and then I can do this. Lights out! Lights out! Bro, that moment. And we'll have that. come we'll have come full circle, right? Really, really, really. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's oh gonna come God. full circle next year when he gets that player of the year trophy, does and it's gonna come full <laughs> circle. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. All right, Hunter. Again, I appreciate uh, you guys for having me on now. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, so that's been Hunter. I'm Jake, along with Kevin and Johnny. There's just one last thing to do, man. Uh, how about some pause up? <laughs>